Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Cowboys Podcast. If you're not familiar with the format of the podcast, we're oriented towards professional development. Have the listener thinking, what would a corporate cowboy do in any given situation? Granted that a lot of the questions that we answer on this podcast come from the interwebs. So because we don't have uh, live calls, we don't have live clients, we're going to use as much information as we can infer or deduce from questions that are left online. Otherwise, yeah, we would ask for more information always with follow-up questions to get more context and inform the hypothetical client's situation, if you will. So they're better informed to create a strategy, better informed to create a plan to action and execute on said plan, right? Today's question is coming from r slash career guidance. Now, they're asking a particularly serious question, one that I am actually familiar with, intimately familiar with. <clears throat> so heads up, right? Just because the shoe fits me, it may not be the appropriate plan of action for me now, right? I'm talking about in the past. I'm a little older. So when I was young, I was running amok, creating havoc, wreaking havoc. Um, that being said, times change, people change, laws change also, right? Now that I'm in the legal field, I'm more acquainted I'm slightly better acquainted with the area, criminal law and the terminology surrounding it. But a legal disclaimer to you should be that anything you hear me say, anything you see our uh, social media profiles or platforms publish should not be construed as legal advice unless you've engaged us directly and we are your legal representatives. We're bound by contract, you know, you should take everything we say with a grain of salt. Because what works for me, what works for my associates, what has worked for me in the past, like this situation, may not apply to everybody. All right. So, Alex, come on, on with the fucking question, man. A little proof of life first. Today's Tuesday, December 26th. Merry Christmas to y'all. I missed y'all. Took a couple days, didn't put up a podcast or didn't create one. Now that I'm back, well, it's always full steam ahead. We're in season fucking 11. Can you believe it? It's been damn near 10 years since we've been doing this. Damn near 10 years. I'm excited. I'm excited for what 2024 holds. Looking forward to a, uh, a productive year. May not be prosperous. May not be joyous because the work don't stop, the grind never ends, and the shine might only be momentary. 
might only be temporary. And so we keep doing dirt. We keep putting in work. <clears throat> Questions coming from r slash career guidance. And they're asking, my possession of marijuana charge is ruining my life. What the fuck do I do? <laughs> all right, all right. Let me let me go ahead and read this through real quick. Get uh, acquainted with this person's situation. Obviously, they're in a dry state. They're in a state that uh, forbids, that prohibits, probably the possession at least, right? The use, the sale, the cultivation, the manufacturing. That's what I was hit with when I was younger. Can you believe that? And I used to live, I used to live in a somewhat liberal state on the on the West Coast. Yeah, on the West Coast. I used to live in a somewhat liberal state, and I was still hit with cultivation and manufacturing. Like I'm the one manufacturing the shit. Okay, granted, I was processing it a little bit, getting some hash out of the deal. But manufacturing, I, I had. I didn't even I had had not even started like the drying process. I mean, somebody dropped a dime, bada bing, bada boom, I get popped. I don't fucking rat because you gotta you gotta take it on the fucking chin, bro. I'm a G like that. They come out swinging at you with charges and trying to trump them up. I was facing seven to ten as a minor. <laughs> I was facing seven to ten. Can you imagine? Because the shit boils down it's not even state to state at this point it's county to county you might be in a blue state but in a ass backwards county in a red county for lack of a better term right i don't have any particularly uh preferred leanings i think i've been a moderate mostly a centrist all my life i just have views that could be I suppose categorized as conservative or liberal to my liberal or conservative associates, right? I'm too liberal for my conservative friends, too conservative to my liberal friends. Did I say that? Did I say that right? <laughs> don't want to confuse myself, right? I don't want to confuse you, the listener. So let's read this through, get a little bit of info ask some questions and see if we can't give homeboy here a little perspective okay so continuing onto the body they write <clears throat> i'm 23 years old and i live in virginia mm, okay my senior year of high school when i just turned 18 i got pulled over by a cop for speeding which escalated into my car being searched and two grams of personal marijuana being found. See, notice how <laughs> they're already trying to like advocate for themselves, claiming it it's personal marijuana. What else would it be? If it's in your car, it's technically on your person. And if the stop somehow escalated to a search, I mean, we don't know too much more beyond it just being escalated. We don't even know if it was a, a lawful stop for it to then be turned, converted into a lawful search. 
right? We don't know what they stopped them for other than for speeding and what pretext they use. What, okay, maybe not pretext, but what rationale they use to find probable cause and search the car, okay? At the time, they continue, at the time, I decided to plead guilty to avoid probation, which was the worst mistake of my life. Shit, bro. What? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You pled guilty to avoid probation? How the fuck does that work? If you didn't plead guilty, what, you would have been given probation? But instead, no, instead, you chose to fuck your record in the ass instead of getting probation. And more than likely, this probate, like, Alex, what are you getting flustered for? You're over here stammering and saying like and using filler terms. Probation would more than likely had deferred the charges. It would have been a suspended sentence. What that means is what, whatever, you see, I'm, I'm getting, I can relax, bro. Relax. This is the time of the day. Sure, sure, the podcast is meant to be cathartic, a little sweet release from the day or in the middle of your day so that you don't go into the next meeting all wound up and wired, right? You get to thinking better. You oxygenate your blood. Standing still. Imagine that. A suspended sentence is when they give you a sentence. You are, you are necessarily convicted. You're charged and convicted of this crime. Fucking possession of two grams of marijuana. It's not years, I would imagine. It's not years. Can't be, right? If it's more than one year, it's a felony. If it's less than a year, you're looking at what? A couple months, maybe a couple weeks in jail. It's not even jail. I mean, it's not even prison. It would be jail, county jail. <laughs> and it, I mean, we don't know if it's uh, a state, a local offense or a federal offense who they were picked up by, but it's not saying here that that it was the FBI did a fucking sting on you for speeding and then escalated it. So we're thinking it's local, right? So you would have ended up, if you fucked up real bad, you would have done a little time in jail. What's a little time in jail, right? I've done a little time in jail. <laughs> I've done a little time in jail. It's not fun, and it, but it's not boring either. You've got your head on the motherfucking swivel 24-7, sleep with one eye open and one ear facing out. Cause I mean, you could be, you could be shaken awake by anything. A fucking gust of air, you gotta be ready to rock. Yeah, you have to be ready to fucking rock. But, um, it, it ain't even that bad. I, I, I didn't even do, well, I'm not, I'm not gonna go into detail on my case, but, um, but yeah, you, you fucked yourself, man. You fucked yourself. And I, I, I wasn't, I don't, yeah, I, I didn't serve time on a sentence either. I served time just, just chilling, pretty much chilling until I sat in front of the judge. And then I went back for, for my, uh, for my, uh, what's it called? So my preliminary hearing came back, arraignment, preliminary hearing and sentence, you know. So they did that for me. And then they said it would be a suspended sentence, 
while I was on probation, right? So you could have been on probation this whole time. And the condition being, whether your state does formal or informal probation, formal probation being the kind where you have to report uh, periodically, frequently, sometimes it's frequently, every two weeks or maybe once a month, maybe it's every week, depending on how... um, depending on the nature of your offense, depending, I was going to say, depending on how aggravating your offense was, but it's possession of two grams. Unless somebody's got to stick up their ass, more than likely it'll be once a month that you have to show up, take a piss test, and uh, and then, you know, just go about your business. Report to them every month. If it was something more serious, you have to show up every every two weeks. They test you if it's for like, methamphetamines or uh, fucking crack or cocaine or some wild bullshit like that. Yeah, no, they would have, they, they would be up your ass. They might even put you on house arrest, have a fucking anklet monitor on you. But uh, you chose to go the, the hard way. You chose just downright to plead guilty. You didn't even go like no contest. It seems like, I don't know if you had an attorney, which is where you fucked up by not having one which is where you could have fucked up if you didn't have one or a public defender. And maybe the public defender dropped the ball and just let you plead guilty. Like what the fuck? You're just going to cop out on these charges and not negotiate some, some probation. Unless they didn't explain it to you what probation means. Like I'm explaining it to you now and what you just got scared because you heard the term probation Maybe you confused it with parole, which is what happens when you do get sentenced. You do serve time on that sentence, and then you, you, you serve time on the sentence to come out and re-enter society, reintegrate to yourself into society, right? And that's parole, because then you're uh, having to report to a parole officer, right? So when, you, when you've served a significant stretch of time inside of prison, let's call it, and you come up before a parole board, it's a parole hearing. It's a hearing for for you to essentially argue your case that you have rehabilitated yourself sufficiently. You have rehabilitated yourself enough to, to re-enter society, hopefully become a productive member of society and not be a fuck-up and serve the rest of your sentence. And, and there might even be an enhancement on it now because you violated parole. <laughs> so if you were facing, what, five to ten and on your sixth year came up before the parole board and they found, you know what, Alex, you've been a good boy. We're going to let you out. The four remaining years, the four years you have left on your sentence, that will be suspended and you'll be on parole. It'll be formal parole, like formal probation, where you will have to report have to report, have to report. I can't, I, I can't be any more clear. You have to report to your parole officer for any number of conditions, right? You'll have to accept them pretty much blindly. Very, very few instances where they could be negotiated unless you've got a silver tongue or a really fucking ace of an attorney that can just let you out on no condition parole and you're just fucking free to go. Like you're just a free man, right? But more often than not, 
there's going to be some conditions attached to that. And I think the least restrictive, which is what I had, is just informal, something informal, where you are, where you're still on probation, right? You're still being supervised in a sense, but you're being supervised by the court, right? And I mean, how's the court going to be tracking your ass all fucking day, right? They just don't assign a active probation officer to be working on your case and harassing you periodically, right? You, you just know, you just know that if you ever get pulled over again, you have to say you're on parole. You, I mean, you have to declare it. You have to declare that you're on parole so they know how to interact and how to process you uh, the next time you have an interaction with the law, with law enforcement. It happens. It happens. Okay. So they continue at the time I decided to plead guilty to avoid probation, which was the worst mistake of my life. Fast forward five years later, I have a bachelor's degree in cybersecurity and have lost countless job opportunities because I am viewed as a criminal. My first offer out of college was a remote job paying $105,000 a year. When it was time for the background check, it went to another candidate. It kills me inside knowing that a small mistake has ruined my future. Damn, homie. Damn. Why are you looking at things so bleak? You see, I could be saying that. I could be asking that. It might be a, a sincere question, but I've been in that position before. Gratefully, thankfully, it was when I was younger. I was, well, not so much younger than 23. I was, what, 18? I mean, I got my hit, my marijuana hit when I was underage, when I was a juvenile. So that shit, in just about every state, it's sealed and destroyed. So it's as if nothing ever happened. But your boy didn't learn his lesson then, right? I came up on a couple other cases when I was older, when I was like 18 or 19, it was before I was 20, right? It was before I was 20 and it was for, um, for, for shit that, that should have got me caught up. Really. It should have got me caught up, but you know, I was blessed by the Lord and a public defender. I was blessed with a public defender who gave a shit, who gave a fuck and explained to me what I'm explaining to you, right? I'm, necessarily filling the shoes of your public defender. I don't know how much was explained, what the back and forth was like, or how much you understood, because let me tell you, let me tell you, and 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 I know when when you were 18, right? When I was 18 at least, I was in a tunnel vision. I was in a tunnel vision. There is no real preparation for what goes on inside of the courtroom. The, process, the, the procedure, the formality of it. You just show up wearing what I hope is your nicest clothes and uh, want to look respectable and be respectful, right? So that, um, I don't know. You do know, Alex. 
so that the judge, that the court can show a little leniency, show a little clemency and not be so hard on you, right? Especially for marijuana, especially for, for cannabis. It's like, what the, what the fuck? What the fuck? And, uh, I mean, if you could imagine, I had to carry that, that cannabis charge for a while. I had to carry my cannabis charge for a fucking while, even after I was an adult. Even after I was an adult. I mean, that's how efficient the uh, criminal justice system is, where it's supposed to be destroyed, right? And it wasn't until I went in again and fucking checked them. I was damn near a lawyer when I went to go check them again. This was over, what, over 20 years ago? No, over 15. Easy 15 years ago. Easy 15 years ago. I had to go check their ass. And the file still existed. And I was like, all right, let me get a copy of my file. They wouldn't even give me a copy of my own file. Alex, you're venting here. <laughs> I don't matter. I don't matter. It's the person. It's, it's this hypothetical client. Their situation that we're analyzing. <laughs> well, in that time, in that time that I got popped, in that time that I was on probation, in that time that I have had, it's still there. I mean, even if you, even if you expunged it, Ooh, there's another term for you. Even if you expunged it, it's still sitting there, especially for jobs that are adjacent to the government or require a clearance. And my boy, you're going into cybersecurity. You don't think that shit is still going to come up. You're going to have to explain it. You're going to have to advocate for yourself. If you're dropping jobs left and right, crying about your criminal history, and I've done that, not cried like literal tears, but I've bitched about how my criminal history is holding me back. Once a criminal, always a fucking criminal. I went to toting guns and selling drugs. I mean, it was a phase. It was a phase. I was like, well, if I'm going to fucking be a criminal, I'm going to do this shit right, right? Nah, it took some time for me to turn it around and get my head on straight. But, but, in that time, what I did was something very similar to what you're doing. I went out of my way. I went and educated myself. I went and learned, instructed myself, edified myself, gained and honed abilities and talents and skills so that when I got the next job, I was able to carry the interview. I was a hustler. I took what I did on the street and I brought it to corporate and I got jobs. Granted, granted, you're in a more unique situation. I mean, not you. If you're listening, yeah, you. But if it's the hypothetical client we're talking about, they are in a more unique situation given the industry they want to get into, right? So you're going to have to go the independent contractor route. You're going to have to set your own rates. This is where we would ask them what experience they have. How much education, how much technical learning do they have under their belt? How much of it is transferable, is adaptable, is compatible to what's available out there in the market that they can then turn around and set their own rates for as an independent contractor? Because when it comes to that, you could be an independent contractor and they may or may not then run a background check. But if you're running your own business, if you have your own entity, 
then you can take the work. It's what that's what you want to do. I mean, and and it it pleases me to see you hungry for the work, to see you frustrated and anguished that you can't get it done right. It may just be time to incorporate, right? This is where you would get lawyers. First, first fix your fucking criminal record, man. I I don't know uh, what it is you have sitting on it. If it's still probation or it's just a a, a conviction, it's just like a dry, a stale conviction. I don't know if you serve time or not. What, like, I don't know what kind of fucking deals they're running out there in Virginia where you got screwed sideways to cop a guilty plea and, and what, couldn't get it expunged? I mean, was it not a suspended sentence? How the fuck does that work? But again, it differs from state to state. Criminal law is a state issue. And like I mentioned before, beyond it just being a state issue, it's it boils down to the region that you live in, local law enforcement. It's at the county level, city level even, right? It all matters. All of it matters. But because we don't have this hypothetical client in front of us, we can't follow up with these questions and get these answers out of them, right? That would be more personal, identifiable information, right? Personal, personally identifying information. Yeah, that'd be PII, essentially. That's, that's confidential information that the client has a right to withhold and not disclosed, not have disclosed. And uh, this is typically where the client contacts us directly and we would walk them through it to get an expungement in their state. We might re- refer them out to someone who can process it much more efficiently than somebody who is out of state. But that would be the first step, at least get an expungement. So that way, if, that way, the next time you have to apply for a job, just include that expungement in there. Look, I did my due diligence. Ooh, professional, right? Look, I did my due diligence. I fucked up once. I expunged it. I paid my debt to society. In the meantime, I haven't just continued to smoke weed without regard for the law or without regard to being a productive member of society, without thinking about my professional development, I went out and got a cybersecurity degree. I'm a motherfucking hustler, baby. I'm a G behind the keys. That's what you want to let them know. Now, I mean, beyond that, I don't know much more about cybersecurity, right? I know just the very basics, I'm not going to go into it now because I might well end up embarrassing myself. But what I do know is professionalism. And even when I had a record, I got a job. Granted, it wasn't in anything that... I, was I going to school then? No, I actually, I dropped out of school. You see, I, I dropped out of school because I, your boy had to dive into, into, uh, into manual labor fucking full time. But I ascended, though. I, I got promoted. I advanced. I became a manager. I worked in restaurants. I worked in warehouses. I worked in gyms. Your boy probably did a little bit of everything except <clears throat> crime, right? I can't admit to have committed crime during that time. So, yeah, just know that I was active, that I was um, 
I was holding down multiple jobs, multiple jobs. And I still found time, much like our hypothetical client is saying here, I still found the time to visit the library, right? And it, it, it'll just happen spontaneously, like an epiphany. You, we, you will want to know, you will want to learn how to be better, what to do to get ahead, the right words to say, formulate just the perfect sentence and have it slide into somebody's brain via their auditory canal and give you a promotion. No, 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 not even before that. Give you a job. You, you've got to know what to say, how to say it, when to say it, right? For me, it started with uh, books on social interaction. I was already somewhat outgoing. It didn't, I'm not going to say it didn't help me. It helped me a lot, but it also got me in a lot of trouble. Hence the criminal record, right? I got into the wrong places at the right time. I got into the right places at the wrong time. And whenever those two intersected, your boy got caught holding hot toast, got caught holding a full bag. <laughs> it happens. It fucking happens. All right. That said, that said, the hypothetical client, the OP, right? They continue here and got two paragraphs left. They're short. I won't interrupt as much. They continue. They write, the funny thing is marijuana is now fully legal in Virginia and you can even grow it. Okay. You see, this is a very, very similar, very similar situation to what I was facing here. And uh, I got my shit done when I was a minor, right? This is when I was like 2015, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was like 2015. And um, yeah, yeah. Now that, um, was it 2015? Who gives a fuck? Was it 2015? No, it was like 2007. Time flies, bro. Was it 2007, 2005? I don't know. I dropped the one somewhere in there. Damn, it's been some time. I was, I was like 15. Stop wasting time, Alex. You're over here reminiscing about the hard times. <laughs> but hey, look where I'm at now, right? Because you just got to apply yourself. You have to apply yourself and force your own growth, force your growth. And it actually comes from the inside. Force your growth for professional development. They write, the funny thing is marijuana, marijuana is now fully legal in Virginia and you can even grow it. I have talked to lawyers and it cannot be removed off my record despite it becoming legal. My question is, what the fuck do I do? keep it pushing until I find a company that doesn't care. How did my life get ruined over a plant? Bro, they, they ruin people's lives for coming up with good ideas, right? Imagine this. Yeah. Like fucking water powered cars and shit, like 100 mile to the gallon carburetors, right? Like they, they ruin people's lives for that shit. You don't think they'll ruin your life for a bad idea. Because they decided to make a plant illegal, bro, they will do worse. They'll do worse. <laughs> They'll misfile it, say they're going to destroy your record and never fucking destroy it. So it'll, it, will, it will always be a stumbling block 
they could ease, they might well do that, right? For me, the first course of action, they say they can't remove it. All right, that makes sense. They can't, like, just dust your record off of all charges and make it go away. The next best option is going to be an expungement. It's going to be the expungement process. I don't know what it looks like in Virginia. I would consult a, uh, a criminal attorney. Not not a criminal attorney. I, an attorney that practices criminal law, right? And find if it's possible that you could do this. I, I'm sure if you uh, look in the right places, there's an expungement workshop where you don't even have to go visit with an attorney. Again, that initiative comes from inside of your fucking brain. If you really cared, if you really gave a fuck, why are you yelling? Why are you mad at this kid, Alex? He fucked up. Give him a shot, right? But he's 23. Fuck him. If you really gave a shit, you would look for expungement workshops near you locally where you could go and visit in person. You don't have a fucking job. What what other commitments do you have that are taking you away from doing this thing yourself, right? From actually picking up a book, picking up a motherfucking law book, becoming the renaissance man that you want to be and expunge that shit yourself. Fill out the form. I mean, in most every state, expungement exists. And in most every state, the shit is just a form to fill out. It's easy. You already know all the information. You are the motherfucking defendant. <laughs> Fill out your fucking information. Get that shit filed. Go before a judge. Let them know what life has been like since you've been charged. Since you've been charged. You got a fucking cybersecurity degree. You've been applying for jobs. You've got uh, X other and other skills that you are also trying to cultivate and build. But what's holding you back, let them know what's holding you back from a fulfilling life. From a life worth killing for. Don't tell them that. I just wanted to say a life worth living for. But life worth living for sounds fucking cliche. If you're alive, you're living. And if you don't feel like living, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> I do know, but if I say it, this episode may not get published. Seek legal help. Right? Seek professional help. You're listening to one right now. You really want me to go look for one in Virginia? I'll do that, but that shit costs money. You've only got me for this half hour free, right? And what I can do is just show you the door. I could even jiggle the fucking doorknob for you and show you that it's not even locked. It looks closed from your perspective, but I'm jiggling the door handle. Look, hey, look, look. But if I open this door for you, if I let light in, it's going to cost money. It's going to cost money i'm doing you the professional courtesy of just jiggling the door handle right because if i start opening doors for you if i become your doorman motherfucker you better pay me <laughs> all right i'm gonna cut it here if you haven't visited us yet we're on instagram that's at corporate cowboys with a z at the end we're on patreon subscribe to any of the tiers there share the podcast with your friends if you have homies that you sit around with and fuck off on the weekends, drinking 40s and rolling blunts, watching the game, instead, you could be chopping up the game and talking about corporate, the next moves to make. What you got trust in your boys? You really trust your boys? You trust your boys around your fucking girl? Bro, all that other petty bullshit comes, should come second to your professional development. What is keeping you from moving up 
I mean, you have to look within. You have to look within, and if you can't be, if if you can't be sincere with your friends, with your associates, with your homies, with your circle, you're in the wrong circle. If you don't have the type of network that will listen to you open and honestly and give you the feedback you need, it might be rough, right? I mean, half of this podcast, half of this episode, well, not, yeah, half of this podcast sounds like tough love. And the other half is me just shining on you, just dropping gems on you. That's what I meant to say, not shining or flexing. I'm not really shining or flexing on anybody, but I share what gems are available. I show you where to find them. Again, I can I can lead you to water, but if I got to fucking waterboard your ass, I'll do it talking to you, right? I'm not going to you know, do it literally because I think that's illegal. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of donation links. If you want to send something in, by all means, please, please. Uh, I don't know. You, you made, oh, you made a cool bonus this year? Fuck it. You know, give us a cut. If, if you feel like we helped in some way, we helped to motivate you. If you look forward to the podcast, yo, I wonder what Alex is going to say. I wonder what Alex and Alex are going to say. Feel me? That's what we're here for. We're here to put a little pep in your step. Hopefully light a fucking firecracker up under your ass. Metaphorically, right? And get you thinking, what would a corporate cowboy you can write to us too. Send us something. That's P.O. Box 3372 Rancho Cordova, California 95741. Take care of yourself. I'll catch you next time.